podcast episode 40. Oh, we're on the 40. Is it 40? Aye. Because we talked about this last week and we were meant to do something for it and we forgot our 40th birthday. Yeah, I literally just remembered there yep. now. Uh, so 40 gone. episodes of the weekly one. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, we've been doing this nearly a year. Almost. Almost. Hey, we are dedicated to this weekly podcast. I didn't know if we'd make it this long. <laughs> I'm actually I'm pretty impressed with ourselves. Since everyone else just abandoned us. Yeah, we've been abandoned. Yep, yep. Bastards. <laughs> We'll try and get them back for a big one soon, but I don't know. We'll have to book them in. Uh, they don't oh, deserve it. Sad. They, d- Aye. They, don't, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. They're not good enough. Oh, dear. Uh, I know. I know. You can tell by our size that sadly we, we've had more news <laughs> about our favorite subject. Fucking well, quickly becoming the NFT podcast. Oh, I'm telling you. It is, it, but every time you think it can't get any worse, they can't do anything sillier. People go and do sillier shit. You've been thinking, like, like are, are you guys listening to yourselves? Like, none of what you say ever makes any sense. So, mm. two new things. So, Atari are doing, which isn't really surprising. Atari, they don't make games. They're a, a shady fucking. They are a outfit. shell of what they used to be. Hey? Such a shady outfit. Hey? I know. Uh, who bought them over? I'm not even sure who owns them, but... Um, so they're literally only Atari by name. They're not actually real Atari anymore. No, no, definitely not. Um, so they were doing that shit with making a hotel. What? Yeah, what? A, ho- a hotel. That w- that was before the pandemic. Oh, all right. That was nice. I don't know if that's still happening, but it seemed... Really shitty. Uh, now they're doing uh, surprise NFT loot boxes. Uh, what are they calling them? GFTs? GFTs because they're giftable. You giftable. unwrap them because they're like a present and who hates presents? Uh, and they have different rarities. Of course they do. So you might buy one for your mate and it turns out you got him a pish one. Also, the, <laughs> this is literally fucking blind boxes yep. and NFTs. Yep. It's like the two worst things in gaming have teamed up. No. Uh, they give you a good old fucking no, I won't even say it. No, to give you just to give your wallet a good old spanking. But I'm and I guarantee these things are not fucking cheap because they're doing this to celebrate fifty years of Atari. I what a great way to fucking celebrate. Okay, so like fifty years of Atari. Then, but then what? What have you done in the last forty? Forty of those <laughs> <laughs> got bought by infograms and then put out Driver Three. Oh, Jesus, was that? Oh, <laughs> Christ. I know, like, you remember Infograms? I do. Infograms, yep. whatever. Driver 3 gives Rob Florence nightmares, you know? I would get understandable. <laughs> it actually gives him nightmares. That was such a, like... Overhyped pile of pish. Do you remember the hype around it? It was so... Uh, that's a, a perfect example of a marketing department that is just on a completely different wavelength of what's actually going on. So here's a like, here's what happened is we had the first two driver games, which are what they are. Mm-hmm. And then GTA 3 happened. And mm-hmm. They went, oh shit, what we've been doing is probably not going to cut it anymore, is it? Let's desperately try and make a GTA out of our... Or a car chase game. Mm. So you're just fucking stay in your lane. Yeah. 
You were doing... It was fine. Cause I enjoyed I, the first two drivers. I loved them. Like, do you remember in Driver 2, you could get out of the car and you could grab another car. But, yeah, but it was very bare bones. Uh, oh, pure bare bones, but you could only do it, obviously, when you weren't being chased by the police. And so it was just an excuse to sort of be able to run around the city on foot. Like, But as you say, Driver was all about the driving engine, whereas GTA was kind of mm. like about just causing mayhem in 3D. Like, That's all it was. When you have a dedicated burnout button. Yeah, yeah. You know you're onto something. Yep. And then they done, they done Driver San Francisco, which was... Uh, there was Parallel Lines first. Oh, yeah. Which was the weird time travel one. Or no, it wasn't time travel It was just you were a guy who did something in the 70s and then went to prison. Uh, um, so you're weird 70 guy. Um, then there was a PSP one, I want to say. Or yeah. was that Parallel Lines? Maybe that was Parallel Lines, and sorry. There, but there was a sort of com- it was companion to Aye. some other Sa- San Francisco or 76 driver 76 76 that's what I'm thinking of uh, and then yeah San Francisco was the, the, that the one, amazing that, one that one was pretty good eh? the one where you could just possess cars fucking brilliant I loved it I remember my mate Walkie telling me the story behind fucking driver San Francisco where Tanner had gone into a coma but he had developed these powers where he could hijack cars <laughs> with his mind i was all this sounds fucking amazing but i uh, absolutely brilliant just but the, again the driving engine in it was so fucking good mm. and it was great because you didn't have to travel the city you just brought up a map went over to where you wanted to go found a car that was there and just took over the car <laughs> nothing to do with the toy though i don't think nothing to do with the toy oh yeah sorry we kind of got off topic d- d- no, I just don't want to be giving them. Yeah, credit. true. But yeah, Atari have decided to make fucking loot box NFTs and think this is a good idea. And I don't know. Again, that's not a not a surprise at all. No. Um, fucking hell. Oh Jesus! It wasn't Atari, but it was a different Charcoal. Oh, gee, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then we we have Team Seventeen. Aye. Maker of worms doing worms NFTs is like, which this is a bit sad for me because like Team Seventeen, I would just, I wouldn't call them a big AAA developer. I would say that they're maybe they're they're not exactly indie. They're not exactly AAA. They're kind of like that. They're always like that wee company you thought you could rely on to make a good a good wee game, and now they've decided no, we're gonna try and get into this because we're gonna make an excuse to just make money for no reason. It's like, no, guys, the smaller studios are supposed to be the people standing up against the NFTs. Don't don't be falling into it, you know? You don't have the, the, like, those we, let's call them medium studios, just to make it easy. Medium studios do not obviously have the same fan base as the likes of your Call of Duties and shit like that, your yeah. Activisions and all. The last thing you want to do is piss off the medium-sized fan base you have, and that's all you're going to do with this shit. So if you ever make another Worms, or if you're planning on another Worms... It's not going to sell. People are not going to be interested in it because of this shit. You you may... It's all right for maybe a big studio to try and pull this off because they've maybe got a shitload of backing and all the rest. Like Ubisoft, them fucking dumb bastards. You know, they have a bunch of money behind them already. Team 17 does not like the, seem they have that type of financial backing behind them to try and pull this shit off and survive. They're maybe going to have to turn tail and go, Sorry. I, I mean, get... Are they not paying attention to what happens every time? Like the, you know, the Stalker, Chernobyl yeah. stuff? Like, did, did you not watch that? I don't know what the reception for these has been. But I don't know, I feel like 
kind of starting to get numb to it a bit. Aye. Um, you mentioned Ubisoft. Oh. And they came out, um, some vice president mm. um, of the Ubisoft Strategic Innovations Lab says we don't get it. We don't get it. So there you go, Colin. We don't get it. Like we we obviously, it. we're sitting here bad-mouthing NFTs, but we just don't understand why we're doing yeah. it. You know? I understand NFTs. That's that's why we're upset. That's the problem you see. <laughs> we, we, do we do get, get, it. get it. We do get it. That's so, the problem. It's pretty transparent what you're trying to do here. Uh, um, so, direct quote. Here we go. I think gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring them. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> For now, because of the current situation and context of NFTs, gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet, which it is, yep. and second is just a tool for speculation, which it is. Yep. Uh, but what we at Ubisoft are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them and they're finished playing the game itself. Who the fuck asked for this? No one. No player wanted this. You no. know what you're going to do? You're going to have your games flooded with fucking bots trying to grind out those NFTs so they can sell them. Mm-hmm. Taking away any sort of enjoyment from actually playing the fucking game that you're supposed to be playing. Mm. So, good job there. Yep. Um, like, if they really wanted to allow gamers to resell digital games or something like that, why not just give them a price and take it off their market? Yeah. Like, for years, you guys tried to kill the secondhand games market. Yep. And you pretty much succeeded. So, why, why, are, we, why are we being, oh, like, secondary market's good for, good for you guys? <laughs> well, it's good now that you get a cut ah. every time it gets sold. Mm. You figured you, out a way to make money off it. You don't give a shit because uh-huh. people were happily selling games secondhand and you, like, big developers or publishers like Ubisoft and EA tried to do everything. It's like, oh, you to get the multiplayer, you have to have this code. That Remember that? Use what I, and, and bullshit like that to, to stop people from buying things secondhand. But now that you've got a system where it's like you get money for doing f- absolutely fuck all, uh, yeah, you're all for it now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do get it. We, we get, get it. it very, very well. And we're not interested. No fucking way. I, I, as as you said a week or two ago yourself, if you find anyone that's ever bought an NFT, we are trashing their house. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. That is a fucking warning to any listeners. If you buy an NFT and we find out about it, we're coming. We're just going to come in through your window. We, can, we, can't, we can't destroy your NFT because it's not real. Ah. So we'll destroy your real shit. We'll destroy all your real shit. <laughs> uh, so uh, NFTs are still kicking and they're trying to justify them and turn them into yeah. loot boxes. Hooray! I call this a paradigm shift in gaming. It's got nothing to do with gaming. Did you say paradigm shift or paradigm shit? I said paradigm shift, but it is paradigm shit. <laughs> I'll give you a fucking paradigm shift. <laughs> it's they, right they on the are, concrete. They are really trying to fucking justify the fact that they are being carny pieces yeah, of shit. The, the reason for that is because people like us, people who play games, and give a shit about the. Uh, like it is entertainment, but we give a shit about the art form. Mm-hmm. Um, make a lot of noise saying, you're a bunch of cunts, Ubisoft. And then all their investors will be like, what's all this then? So he comes <laughs> out and goes, ah, they don't get it. 
It's fine. <laughs> don't be worry. It's like, hey, your core audience it seems to be calling you a lot of names. <laughs> ah, they don't get it. It's, it's, it's grand. We get it. They're going to, if this keeps up, they're going to try something. Maybe, they think maybe they'll do like a thing where they give NFTs away in this new. That's what they're doing already. Oh, they're giving them so, away so first? They're, yeah, they're, they're not, they, they haven't just knocked, I'll give them that. They haven't just knocked together a bunch of lazy ass uh, JPEGs that they had lying around and mm. stuck an NFT on them. Um, it's in-game items that you earn by playing the game. Mm. Shite game, but whatever. Uh, which one is it? That new extraction shit? Not, no, no, no. It's the the old the last Ghost Recon they did. Oh, right, right, the right, one right, that right. no one liked. No, no one, there's no one, no one's playing no either. One plays. So great. So they made like three hundred quid off it. There's a big bunch there. of bots playing a game that nobody plays anymore. You get a hat. You get a hat. Great. That's what. That's the worst thing about it. Is it? It'll. It'll encourage bad because we've seen this before. We've seen gold farming in MMOs. Yep. Um, it it encourages bad behavior in games. Mm. Once you say, "Hey, there's money to be made here," then in comes just these vultures that have no interest in playing the game for fun. They're just trying to get money out of it. There is. I watched a really good uh, YouTube documentary about NFTs. Uh, it's a channel called uh, Folding Ideas. Ooh. Um. It's like two hours long, but explains it end to end, explains what the blockchain is, um, crypto, uh, and goes into the NFT stuff and all its problems. Really, really good. It's like two hours long, but it is, you, you'll you come out with a way better understanding. Um, and there's this mobile game, I can't remember what it's called at the minute, but it uses NFTs, and it kind of works like Pokemon. Oh, so yeah. each of the monsters is an NFT. Um, and already we're seeing these quote-unquote companies pop up that employ people in uh in poor countries to sit and grind away at this game and they and then sell the, the nfts and they take a big chunk of the money and then these people get paid like minimum wage Fuck. and it's just not way to ex- they exploit this shit and it's like that that's what you're setting up ubisoft that that is yep. that's what you're bringing in to gaming that's what you're literally trying to say. We don't get. It's like we we can't play games for fun anymore. Aye. We can't just do a thing for fun. There has to be money made on it. As like, don't want to deal with that shit. I, no. I want to play a game for fun. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell. So I guess it would be soft done with single player games then. <coughs> well, they kind of have been. They they announced that uh, Assassin's Creed was going to be a live game going forward. Right. Um. What else they got? Yeah, because they're going to have to try and shoehorn this shit into all their franchises now. They, yeah. But I'm trying to think. Assassin's Creed. Uh... All the Tom Clancy. They, oh, uh... It could be anything. Ah, fuck Splinter Cell. They, they did say that would be a single player game. Right. But they're going to somehow shoehorn some they, shit They probably it. will. Uh, God. Ah, fuck. Like I say, I haven't bought it. I haven't I, even looked at a Ubisoft yeah. game since all this shit was announced. I don't know about you, but I could... Um, I definitely have my fill of Assassin's Creed. Um, I, I played the first one for an hour and I haven't touched one since. <laughs> which first one? The original I I was, first one. It was bad. Um, I just knew it wasn't my cup of tea. I enjoyed Odyssey. Um, I didn't play Origin. Oh, wait, no, I'm lying. I played a wee bit of three. Sorry, I did play a wee bit of three. He just 
play the bad ones. <laughs> uh, must have done. Oops. So like, the first one's not very good. Uh, the second one is. Right. Uh, and the second one's a trilogy because you know, Ubisoft. Aye, Aye. true. Um, it's like we're gonna we're gonna run this well dry. Mm. That's why they how they operate. Um, and then three was push. Right. Uh, four and was better because you were a pirate. I was gonna say that was the the big PS4 launch one was the uh, pirates, uh. and then everything started going real to shit. Where you had the resistance, the Paris one, uh, and then the the London one, which are just fucking broken masses. And then they did like the soft reboot, um, got rid of that whole Desmond future bollocks that they right. have been doing, um, and started with Origins, which was the first assassin uh, in ancient Egypt. Oh, okay. uh, and then followed up with Odyssey, which is ancient Greek, which mm. is really cool. And then, uh, and then did Valhalla, which is kind of uh, Wells Run Dry again. Uh, right. <laughs> it's grand, like, but it's it's just so like even 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 in these they they do events, they're single player games. Hmm. Why have you got me running around trying to collect this currency that's that's here for like three weeks in a single player story driven game? Mm. It's like. Leave me alone. Uh, Just let me play the fucking game. I mean, what do you do with said currency? You, you buy, like, a, a skin that <laughs> only you're ever going to see because uh, it's a single-player game. Uh, huh. oh, Far, they got Far Cry. So I don't want to play any more Far Cry. No. Uh, I'm, I'm, I bought Far Cry 5 just to play GoldenEye. Yeah, Far Cry 5 ain't good. Nope. Far Cry 6 looks the same. Yep. Um, what else can we talk about? That's not to do with NFTs. <laughs> yeah, so we, we didn't talk about this last week, but they released a trailer for uh, WWE 2K22. Um, <laughs> so after the release of WWE 2K20 was an absolute broken mess of a disaster. Mess. They skipped a year and they've spent two years, over two years now, because this was supposed to come out last year. True, true. Um, and it's coming out in April, I think. Yep. Um, and we got our first look at what they've been hard at work, and it looks the same old shit. It looks the <laughs> like as we were as obviously we watched it before we started recording. So anyone that's ever played Xbox three sixty and PS three era games that when someone had long hair, it just looked like a big bunch of ribbons coming off your head. <laughs> and they're still doing that shit. Still. It's like hey, we're on the PS five now. If you I'm not trying to say everything needs to look like fucking yeah. God of War, like, but, but but I just say like, like for hair stuff, like look at Horizon, yeah, look at Aloy's hair. Holy fuck, I can you even get anywhere near? I know you got a lot more cartridges, but at least somewhere in the vicinity of that, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. like looks like ribbons yeah, coming just, out your head. It's, oh, it's like it's like the PS3 era shit there, mm. but there are so many games. That have done the her thing now and absolutely like I hate to say this, fucking Dead by Daylight does her better than the WWE games. And yeah, it, it's like oh, it, it's like the smallest indie game I can think of with the best her. I can't think of anything else. I, I really think hair tech has, has come a long way yes. from what they're showing in this trailer for the game that is to and come before out. Before you this think year. we're just ripping on the her, it's not just the her. The whole thing just looks. Uh. The it looks like it belongs on a PS3. Looks, the, the animations are really stilted. Yep. Everything looks floaty. It does look like they're using no, the same fucking stuff. It, it does. Nothing looks like it has any impact. No. Um, 
The so, only, I suppose that the big thing for them, and I have to admit, I'm kind of shocked at this, is they are using Ray as the cover athlete. Yeah. That's a bit... Yeah, that, that's... Uh, it's cool, don't get me wrong. He deserves it. Aye. He fucking... They owe it to him, I think. But it's... I don't think that's old Vinnie Mac's choice. I'd, Probably not. I think they've went, no, we, we want we want like someone who's sort of been around a while and... You know, we just don't want to put on the standard fucking Roman Reigns again. They, they do like. I mean, they they know what they have with Ray. Mm -hmm. They've tried to get a, a new Ray many times, but for some reason can't fall through. But, uh, well, but he's an AEW and he's called Phoenix. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, they've they've tried with other guys that mm. they got you know the Sin Cara, Sin Cara deba and debacle and uh, Kalisto. Uh, Kalisto. Um, yeah. But never, never really give them proper push that they need to be, like, where Ray is. But even Ray didn't get the proper, like, even when he was champion. It took a tragedy yeah, for Ray to get noticed. It, that, that's the first thing, yeah. It, it took a tragedy to, to get him there. And then when he was there, it wasn't treated the best. No, um, he just kept the tragedy storyline going. Yeah. It's like, right, this tragedy is, act we're talking about the death of Eddie Guerrero, obviously. But... You know, they were obviously fucking real life best friends, and you know, you've obviously. I don't even. No, I don't know if I don't think they were as close as, oh, as they were made out to be. Because the the real life best friends I always know was uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Oh, true. They yeah. were very very close. I don't think Eddie and Ray were maybe as close as All the right. storyline would have you. But they're some friends, like because oh, like, they always says in interviews and stuff. But yeah. then maybe that's because everything. Uh, but they obviously kept just using the storyline to keep Ray up top and in the limelight instead of using just Ray's ability to keep him up there. But like, as we were saying, you know, he is well deserving of the fucking cover of one of their big and games. He has been, Ray Mysterio has been so influential on modern wrestling yeah. today. Him and Eddie Guerrero, yep. obviously. Um, so, Yeah. He he should be spotlighted in in what these. What age is Ray Mysterio? Just completely off topic. He's still in his forties. He started very young. He did. I remember watching him maskless in WCW. I wonder does he still look like a baby? Under his mask, does. whatever age he is. <laughs> he probably does. In fact, he probably looks even more like a baby because you know the way. You know, really young babies have that sort of wee wrinkly forehead. <laughs> if he's got a wee wrinkly forehead, he probably looks like a really young baby now. <laughs> but no, it's good to see that he's. It's it's a shame that the game looks the exact same fucking shit, but it's good to see Ray's getting a bit of fucking... Because I don't think he's been champ or anything recently, has he? They haven't made a... He had a big story there with Seth Rollins, the, the whole eye thing. <laughs> that was, the whole thing was a bit silly. Yeah, but he did get to do the, that big angle with his son. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Which is probably pretty cool. He was on, both. He was on uh, an episode of Lucha Underground, Dominic. Brian Cage just murdered him. Oh, he's just getting murdered? Not oh, actually. I was getting murdered by Brian Cage because they were doing this thing with Rey Mysterio and Cage. Or, ah, it was Cage. And Cage has fucking done about 30 suplexes on the <laughs> uh, Dominic without letting go the entire time. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I seen him then. I didn't know he actually got into the... the I didn't know he was in WWE doing something. Yeah, like. I think they won the tag titles together or something like So that. he's actually wrestling wrestling? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. fuck, right. He's one tall compared to his dad. Yes, I... <laughs> He towers over him. I got accused of saying he was shite on this podcast, Dominic, which I know I definitely wouldn't have said that. I've heard 
people say he's shite. Uh, but I've never seen him wrestle. I've never. And then I was reminded, yeah, you have. He was at that WrestleMania. I was like, well, I don't remember that, so that's not that's, that's not, not helping. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, two K. That just looks the same. Yeah. And if you pre-order, like, there's a hundred and five pound version of it, the NWO edition. It just gets you a bunch of digital shit. Here's Hogan. Aye, a hundred pound to get Hogan in black and white. But that's that's two K. That's that's the two K sports stuff they do it in the basketball one as well. You, you probably pound? you probably get some sort of currency uh, um, to spend. Oh on. yeah, I know there is microtransactions in this new one. Oh, it's going to be like I don't know if you've ever tried one of those the two K NBA games. No, um, holy shit, it is rotten all that stuff. Jesus, what, what else? Do, I mean, you've got all your teams. What what do you need microtransactions for? You have this whole thing where uh, you got your player and and then you can buy shoes and 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 stuff like that and probably emotes and shit uh but then i'm pretty sure they have their own version of you know the ea ultimate team stuff. right 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 yeah is is are they gonna put that into the new i think they are I think like an are. ultimate team shit, so you get like different versions of the same person, but this one, this version's better than this version because this is a gold one. This I think is they a- might be. I think that's why you have so many different Undertakers in there. Fuck. Right. Um, okay. But, that, but I'm not getting that anyway, so. I, no, we're waiting for the. We got an AEW game on the horizon. From the makers of No Mercy and Revenge, so fuck yeah. Even if I was to get it, I would purely be getting it for the character creator and then never actually interact with any of that <laughs> shit. But they, they could do something bad, like uh, uh, to unlock parts for the creator, creator wrestler. Uh, you, you have to pay f- <gasps> using this currency that you can earn through playing the game. Or you can go here and buy some. Mm. Uh, if they did, uh, that would definitely, that's definitely something 2K would try and do. Uh, it's just very, it's actually just completely off topic, you mentioning that. So obviously I was chatting to yourself, I'm sorry this isn't even in our topics, but just you talking about currencies there. Uh mm-hmm. I was telling you that Destruction All-Stars got a big update. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. 12 gig update. And uh, they have this thing where you can now buy currency. Right. But it's the same currency that you just earn when you're playing the game. Have they done anything where you earn less of it? Cause that's, no, you that's... earn a lot more of it. Oh, right. Okay. Like, you used to get it every time, every five levels, you would get this red currency. Now you get it after every match. And what does it do? You just unlock customization stuff. Yeah, fair enough. But they give you it after every game now instead of just every five levels. And they've made everything a bit cheaper as well. But the most you can pay is seven ninety nine for a shit ton of it. Yeah. So it's all you would ever need, to be honest. So it's more of a microtransaction than it's actually micro? It, yeah, <laughs> it's literally a microtransaction. Uh, and... This is like maybe you thought I just want to buy all the customization stuff for every character. All right, pay seven ninety nine, and we'll give you all the currency you'll ever need. I mean, the when they started talking about microtransactions and all back in the this would have been the three sixty mm. era, and they're all like, "Oh, hey, ten p and stuff for ah. something." It's like, <laughs> then right. horse armor came out. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, you look at games and you buy stuff. You can like. Even GTA and your Red Dead's online, 80 quid gets you so many gold bars and that'll last you maybe a couple of outfits and stuff, or a car. Thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> well, they, they were, though. Yeah, they started it. They started it. 
But it's like the, the one generation where they were the lead. Yep. And they, a lot of bullshit came out of there. <laughs> a lot of fucking bullshit. <laughs> they led by a country mile as well, so everyone was paying attention to what they were doing. Don't particularly like Sony either, but I'll give them this. They didn't fucking lead us down no dark paths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, dear, dear. Um. Oh, yeah. But it's sad. Yeah, it was just staggered the sad stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, in case you didn't notice, COVID. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, the Japanese arcades have been suffering. Mm. Obviously, you can't go to the arcade. Things are pretty bad. Well, they were really bad over there, weren't they? Just, <laughs> and they're really bad now. They're still... Oh, they like st- like New Japan cancelled all their uh, oh. January shows. Right. Um, so things are still really bad over still there. Still really bad, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sega have a bunch of arcades throughout Japan. Club Segas. Oh, they sound so called. cool, too. Um... They closed, just last year, they had to close a few of them, including um, the this big one uh, in Ikebukuro. You've been to I one of these, the, I've, I've been to many of these. Many of these, oh, okay, um, cool. Spent a lot of time playing Fate Grand Oh, right, is that where you played that, the card game? <laughs> I, th- I think that was in Club Sega's... Uh, or it could have been the the title. Go ones. back and listen to our previous. But I can't even <laughs> tell you what episode it is, but Colin tells us all about it, and it's class. Yeah. But it, so, so there's the you have Club Sega, you have Taito, you have Namco. Um, but so what this story is is after 50 years of running arcades, Sega is out completely. They have sold what shares they have or what. Now someone's bought them over. Uh, Gigo. I I wonder they planning to keep it as an arcade at least. I hope. Aye. So they run arcades. So it's Genda, Genda right. Inc. Uh, they run uh, arcades called Gigo. That's the, the name. Um, so that's the question. Is like, uh, will will get rebranded? Like the Club Sega, the, the red and white. Uh, it's very iconic. I can't imagine walking into Akihabara and not having, like, I'm not, that where you come out of the, the station, that, Club Sega right in front of you on the corner. Um, God, it'd be weird uh, walking out and that not being there. Mm. Um, but you know, they they tried to do stuff like they were trying to um, do sort of weird online stuff uh, with their their Club Segas, using them as the places for you know servers for for stuff. Um, but there you go. End of an era. Mm. Fucking hell. It's too, too bad. Like, I would, I've obviously never got the chance to see any myself, but it just sounds like such a fucking cool place. Yeah. It like uh, I, I love the arcades in, yeah. in Japan. They're, they're, and really hope they don't go away. We obviously haven't had an arcade <laughs> in this country for... I get, especially because uh, we don't... Ever to that extent, to that extent, never, no, not to that never. level, no. no. Um, we used to have, we, I mean, I obviously grew up in Belfast, and I remember there used to be a cool arcade. I cannot remember the name of it, but it used to be around 
I don't want to bore you too much. Do you, do you know where In Shops is in Belfast? Do you remember? Or do you know In Shops? In Shops. No. Right, don't worry about it then. But there used to be this cool... So, so In Shops was like an indoor market. Right. And you used to go in. And when you first went in, there was the guy. It was, I can't... Big Fat Sam, everyone just called him. Because he was called this Sam. This isn't Smithfield Market, is it? No, not Smithfield. Right. right. Uh, opposite opposite end of the city. Right. But it's kind of okay. similar. Right? So indoor market. Anyway, you go in. Big Fat Sam used to do the fries. And then when you went down, that's where you had the, uh, the arcade. And that's where I first played uh, Street Fighter 2. So it was in an arcade machine. And nice. this blew me away. I remember seeing Street Fighter and going, holy crap, look at these graphics and all, and listening to the music and stuff. But there was about three Street Fighter machines. And then there was a Mortal Kombat machine. But you were only allowed at the Mortal Kombat machine if you were like 15 or over. Because uh, the, the 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 guy would keep keep an eye, but I remember getting responsible arcade owner. I know, I know. Well, the only had angry about now you're talking fifteen machines tops, and that's maybe me even being generous with my memory as a kid. It might have been like ten or seven or something. But there was yeah. the three Street Fighter machines, and the only reason this blew me away. Sorry, very very wee bit of backstory. I had a Commodore sixty four, and I had Street Fighter two on it. And see the difference between the Commodore oh, 64 yeah. and the arcade? I was like, yes. holy fuck, look at Street Fighter. It looks so good. And you just press start and it loaded straight away and all. I was like, wow. Because on the Commodore, you had to wait like eight minutes a match. So you did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was where I first played Street Fighter was in this arcade. And then obviously, as I got older, it disappeared. And there was just never a hang like it. No Port Rush. You've got the sort of places there and you would maybe have the odd arcade machine in it. But it wasn't dedicated yeah there was nothing dedicated to the game and scene the first time i played tekken 7 was in a japanese arcade wow you played tekken 7 way before me awesome why am i so shite out of that <laughs> things have changed <laughs> things have definitely changed but um yeah i would love to but you know this country if someone opened a big arcade it'd probably last like a month before it was wrecked it would get wrecked it would get wrecked it would and get that's wrecked. a sad fucking fact that is just the if you're from Northern Ireland, you're listening to this, you know we're not taking the piss out of our own country, but you know it wouldn't last. Just people wreck shit in this country. They really do. Yeah, uh, there's something to be said, like, you know, for the culture, the Japanese culture that lends yourself to having a room full of very expensive machines and, and letting people hmm. have at them. It's like, yeah, they're probably not going to fuck them up. Yeah. Um, and... Any arcade that was around here in the eighties and nineties, um, yeah, you, you saw the damage, the cigarette burns and cigarette burns. shit spilled all over them. Yeah, and, uh, mm. yep. Half the controls wouldn't work on one side, and <laughs> stick was gone on the other side. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. That's uh, yeah, sad to see. Mm. Um. A few more things here then. <laughs> uh, quick one here. This is just kind of silly. Uh, some French retailer has been putting up signs uh, to call attention to the fact that Microsoft has bought Blizzard and to choose your console wisely <laughs> when buying it. It's almost, it almost sounds like, if you buy a PlayStation, no refunds. <laughs> it's like, uh, you want to play Call of Duty, don't buy that. Just in case you don't know. Uh, Which we don't even know if that's the case, if you won't. I'm still saying probably. Uh, but 
because they're using when when Microsoft are asked about that they're like well we're not taking any games away and they said the same thing when they bought Bethesda it's like Mm -hmm. you know you won't take any games away but you're not going to put any fucking new ones on there Mm -hmm. so I, I don't know it's like all the, the Sony guys be going around. Yeah, so, uh, we don't even. I'm not even too sure what retailer it is, but they're basically saying it's kind of like the end of Indiana Jones. It's a it's a big retailer. With it's the end of the Last Crusade, you know, <laughs> you chose poorly. <laughs> Cora, Cora, it, sixty stores in France, twenty in Romania, Belgium, and Luxembourg. Maybe the French just don't like Sony. Because those does feel like they're kicking them when they're down. Yeah. Just sinking the boots in there. Don't buy that. There's no Call of Duty on it. <laughs> um, speaking of Sony, the, there was a, a leak of a cover art for a PS5 version of Cyberpunk. Actually, look, finally, can't, can't, can't wait to get around to playing that again. On I know the PS4 version worked okay on the PS5, but I can't wait to see the full PS5 version in all its glory. I'm going to buy it again. Are you? Yep. <laughs> I made that. I was like, I'm going to play it on console. You can, I think you can, because ah, you get a free upgrade anyway. So you do, like, I. You can get, I think you can get the PS4 version for like 15, 10, 15 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I don't get the set. What? Buy You'll it a, buy it at a high price. Buy it at a reasonable price. A <laughs> reasonable price. Um, yeah, so, Elden Ring, out, out, this, out this month, we're almost there. Um, so uh, Miyazaki has been doing interviews, uh, and he, he was talking about his love of making poison swamps. <laughs> the rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, expect one in Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're getting one. Um, this quote, I love this quote. So, <laughs> in terms of how the player feels when they encounter the area. Uh, that is a different story, but when it, when making the game, I rediscovered my love of making poison swamps. <laughs> fucking do. And he says, it, like, rediscover. You've put one in every fucking game. Yep. When did you not? Right. Anyway, uh, I know how people feel about them, but, you know, suddenly I realize in the middle of making one and I just can't help myself. It just happens. <laughs> did, did, <laughs> did, you, did you finish Sekiro? No. I wonder, is there a point in Sekiro? Um, but you can jump in that game, can't you? You can. You can jump in Elden Ring. Oh. But uh, I guarantee when you go into the swamp, you can't jump. <laughs> I guarantee or you that. can't use your horse. Or you can't use It's going to... One of the... You know, one of the big dungeons? Yeah. That's going to be a poison swamp, isn't it? Yeah. Because so, you can't take your horse into those. Where is it in Bloodborne? Where's the poison swamp in Bloodborne? Ah, oh, it's the fisherman town. That's... With, Slugs and shit. Uh, Fuck. There's always slugs. Uh, Or mosquitoes. (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah, so everyone's like, uh, Miyazaki uh, gets off on on (laughs) doing doing this poison shit. Yeah, you're right. He's not putting it in there because it makes good game. He's putting it in there because he wants to make us suffer. To be fair, it does sort of add an urgency to an area. It does. <laughs> but. <laughs> it's like, right, because uh, you'll always find like the wee sort of bits of land where you can stand for a moment. Yeah. And you'll sort of like be on that bit of land and you'll be looking around to where you need to go and you'll yeah. just try and beeline for it then. 
and there'll be enemies coming at you. I, not affected by the swamp. I think uh, the one in three is manageable. It's 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 reasonable. It's, oh, Dark Souls three. Yeah, yeah, I got through. Um, uh, uh, uh. And it's it's tough. There's yes. those big tree guys, and yep. you've got very little room on your wee mm-hmm. patch of land. Um, and you can also book it through, but like in Demon Souls, it's like you can't run, and the poison is kills everywhere, you, and it kills you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the damn mos- mosquito bastards, I. It's massive too in Demon Souls. It's absolutely massive. That swamp. Aye, it, aye, it's you. And the, like where you actually have to go is like pretty straightforward and like doesn't make use of the whole area. But there's items fucking everywhere. That's why I went out there. You see, uh, I was all, oh, look at all that shit over there. And as as we have discussed, that's I obviously by design. Yeah, yeah. He's I, done this on purpose. I'd done that at the end, so I had a shit, because all I did was just fire all my upgrades into health and strength. That's what I do. I just yeah. like to hit things hard and be able to get hit hard. So I had a ton of health when I was in this area, so I was able to sort of keep myself going. But when I got out there and I grabbed the items, I remember being so disappointed. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I came out here for this? Yeah. He's also uh, talking about the difficulty mm. um, Thinking more players would would finish uh, Elden Ring, which is a good thing. Oh, I, oh, I. And I'm sure the the difficulty will still be there. I guarantee there's been maybe people that have been enjoying the likes of the Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne, and have Dem- got put off by Demon Souls. When you go back to it, isn't a hard game, and if you have the right build, it can be very, very easy. Mm. Um, if if obviously, I'm not trying to make us out to be an elite class of gamer here, but we've we've enjoyed the From Software games. If you were yeah. to put someone who's never played a From Software game into Demon's Souls, they are going to find it tricky. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, I was there. Like, I, I bounced off Demon's Souls, bounced off mm. the first Dark Souls until I tried it enough until it clicked. <clears throat> Get rid of the shield. That. <laughs> there, there is a click moment, you know, with From oh, yeah, Software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I got Bloodborne, and I remember... Playing away at it, and I thought, oh, this is all right. This at least okay. Bloodborne was your first. Yes, Bloodborne was my first. You had the luxury of not having the shield. Mm. I had a because gun. <laughs> the if anything, the, the shields early game you can do you can do really good builds with shields. Mm-hmm. You need shields to parry in that. But the the thing with the the shield is you not know what you're doing. It, it becomes a crutch, mm. and the game becomes very slow and tedious uh, because you're constantly hiding behind a shield. Um, but once you get beyond that, and and it's that click moment where it's like, right, let's just try working on our movement and positioning, and and go go a bit more aggressive, mm. and then something will click where you're like, oh, all right, this is this is this is the good shit. There is that just that click. Mo- I'm just I remember literally going, this is fucking because for ages like, ah, this is grand, this is okay, this is grand. I remember, uh, I think I literally was coming up to fight Gascoin. And there was just like, this is actually fucking amazing. Even the design, you know yourself, you sort of, you have to get through an area and then you'll come back around again to where you were at the start. So you're back at your first bonfire or torch, but now you've got a shortcut to go back so to where I'm you were. very satisfied. Ah, it's really, really good. So look, I can't wait for Elden Ring. Uh, end of February, isn't it? Yeah. Can't wait, can't wait. Um, get that shit pre-ordered apparently here Nintendo has 
filing 1,300 copyright strikes um, against a, a YouTube channel which puts up uh, Nintendo game soundtracks. Hmm. Um, which is well in their right. It is, but it's also a bit dicky. Doesn't make them less of a dick since you can't listen to that stuff anywhere else. Like most video game companies will put, like especially if they ha- they know they have a really good soundtrack, they'll yeah. get it put up on Spotify or something. Yeah. Um, like the most, I've most of the music I listen to on Spotify these days is fucking video game music. Is all thing is that that YouTube channel? Yeah. Is monetization switched off, so they're not making anything of it. Oh, they're so just making it available so so fans can listen. So there's to no it. money being made or not. Like the only people Nintendo are Annoyed. taking anything away from it is the, the, the fans. fans. There's no need for that. Or if you're gonna take it away, fucking put it on Spotify then for us. Yeah. You know. Do not start your own music streaming service. Oh my ram god! Ram that up your hole. Uh, Jesus Christ. You couldn't. You couldn't. You, you couldn't. You couldn't do. Here's a here's our streaming service where it's just Nintendo. It's like, well, what are they protecting there? Because it's not like not doing anything. It's just like here's here's Aye. the songs from the games. Aye. You know that all that music that you love humming and listening to and stuff like that. And certain orchestras have maybe even done covers. Ah, what happens there? I don't. I. Uh, I I'm not going to get in. I. I. I don't know how old copyright law uh, works. So I just wonder how they get away with that, unless they've obviously got permission to do that cover I for d- that. I don't album. think if if you do a performance, I. I don't think it matters. Oh okay. I. Okay. I yeah, uh, but then YouTube will hmm. do stuff Fair if enough. it recognizes the song. But again, I just don't see the point in taking it away. Yeah. This makes no sense. Go on, pack it on Nintendo. You have got some good... You've got some fucking legendary music out there. Mm. And you just won't let me listen to it. Aye, it's really mean. It, it's fa- it's very un-Nintendo. They're mm, meant to be this yeah. family-friendly company, though. It's, it's actually very, mm-hmm. very Nintendo. <laughs> trying to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be nice to Nintendo these days since Don't. I've sort of joined the Switch family. <laughs> Just because you bought a Switch doesn't mean you need to be nice. When they're Not doing nice, shit but like this. a bit more tolerant. Because they've got, damn it, they've got some good games. Yeah, but it's too much, too much of the uh, bad attitude. Yeah, uh. especially some of the older games are like, oh, we own this. Is it? Like, literally, no one who worked on this is there anymore. Well, uh. maybe me and Moto, but mm. it's like, who owns what? What are you talking about? You didn't make this. <laughs> some yeah. human being. Made that. Yeah, somebody not to there. Write that music and he's not there anymore. So, how do you own it? Well, what if, like, just very qu- last thing, sorry, on this. So, another way some game, like, big games will have, like, like Har- Harry Gregson Williams done the soundtrack to uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. So, he wrote that. It's obviously for Metal Gear. That'll be worked out in whatever con- if, contract. Has Nintendo ever done that? That's what That was what I was getting at. Have they ever used, like, uh, is Famous? all their music done in house? In house, I believe. Eh? So they've never used. Yeah, I don't think they do any stunt casting type shit. Oh, okay, because like obviously the, a Metroid game being done by like Carpenter Brute would be fucking amazing or something like that. Mm. That'd be really cool. Just that whole space theme stuff. But yeah, that's just I'm surprised they've never done anything like that. But like you say, if they keep it in house, they get to control everything. Yeah. Because then if Carpenter Brute did do a soundtrack for a game, he could start doing his whole, Hey, I wrote that. Fuckies, I'm putting it up on my YouTube channel. No, they definitely worked that out beforehand. Yeah, true. 
All the, the doom shit as well. I was like going to say, uh, it probably should have worked that out with Mr. Gordon. Oh, though, the new so, guy. Maybe that's what it was. Is like he retains rights. He, that well, could have been in his well, contract. I don't know why it's not on Spotify yet, but I know the big problem was, was just him taking far too long to turn it into a soundtrack. Like, he obviously done all the music for the original base game, but they were like, right, we want to, obviously, for the collector's edition, we've told people they get the soundtrack. We need you to put this into soundtrack format. And Doom has, well, Doom Eternal has 50-something songs in it. And he done, like, 12 of them as a soundtrack. And out of the 12, four of them are what you would call Doom music. Yeah. And some of them were just the ambience. And we're like, yeah. we're, we, we don't give a shit about the ambience. Give us the shit people like listening to. <laughs> Do your four songs. Aye. He didn't have time because he had to uh, restring his... Twenty fucking string, string bass. <laughs> he seems like a cool dude, no, but he really takes his fucking time with shit. I know he's obviously been approaching it as well and saying, "Oh, I'll remix the the soundtrack for you now if you want." And they're kind of like, "We can't. We've got Andrew Holtz doing the music now. We don't. You know, he's pretty cool too, and he actually done the soundtrack for us in time." But yeah, we'll move on and Nintendo stop being dicks. Oh, let's talk about dynamite. Oh. Stuff, stuff happened. Stuff happened. It was a, it, it was a, obviously a really good dynamite, just all in all. But this opening match, unfucking believable. Oh, some of the spotness. So, so this was our, our ladder match between um, Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes to decide the undisputed TNT champion. Uh shit, man! What? I bet they were sore after this one. Oh, yeah, had they been? We had like stolen vertical suplex from the top of the ladder we had that that fucking cutter that oh. Guerrero did from one ladder onto Cody on top of the ladder then fall down to the mat from there to me that is a legend that's a spot that will be yeah. put that in your opening package aye that's a spot that will be forever talked about till yeah. end it's kind of like do you remember when uh, was it Hardy was Edge speared Hardy yes that's a big moment everyone yes, talks about yes yes this is at times a hundred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the, just the way it just Sammy looked. jumps, turns, grabs. Is, it, those cutters he does in midair. Both men obviously just... So well-timed. Perfect time. So well-timed. It's like, Randy Orton, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's fucking done, son. No, I'm saying Randy Orton is probably one of the... Like, for timing... A cutter, mm-hmm. he is impeccable. He is fucking amazing at it. Mm. Um, but that's like, I'd put Sammy Guevara doing that on the same level as, as some of the stuff. That's probably Randy the greatest Orton's cutter stuff. I've ever seen, though. That's blew my head off. Just Randy Orton has the one where he was about to get curb stomped by Seth Rollins. Right. He popped up. Knocking <laughs> Seth up into the air and cuttered him on the way down. That's pretty it cool. It was. We can't. You can't take away from how fucking good. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, Randy Orton is um, doing his RKO. Uh, it is. Is the RKO just a sort of variation of a diamond cutter? Yeah, no, it's not even a variation. It, it is, is a diamond cutter. Okay. Was it DDP first done that, or was there somebody cuttering before him? I don't know. Is that a DDP? Is that, is that where the name came from anyway? Is Diamond Cutter? Oh yeah, Diamond Cutter. Cutter. Uh, cutter. Just uh. call it a Cutter. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. That makes sense. Um, 
Anyway, sorry. And there were a couple of crazy spots, like uh, when Cody just dumped uh, Sammy into an upside-down ladder. <gasps> that looked sore. Oh, that fucking did That I. looked really bad. And he did it, like, stomach first, too. Yeah, stomach first oh. onto, like, an open upside-down ladder, so you're landing on the hinges. What he was doing. And it was like, ah. Oh, it looked brutal. But again, looked unbelievable. Um... I guess the last really big spot was that Sammy doing a senton off a giant ladder onto Cody, who was on a ladder, and the ladder didn't break. <sighs> Sammy's neck, Jesus Christ! Hey, hey, the the, the two fellas left it out there. Hey? Yep. <laughs> um, and poor El Fuego got murdered. El Fuego got murdered in the middle there. <laughs> like obviously, there's the whole thing with Fuego and Cody, you know, all the rest of it. But he did. I will give sort of like, what's he doing there? <laughs> I know. Why did he come out? It's like, come on, man. We're having a match. Uh, what are you getting all upset about? No one's broken any rules or anything. <laughs> it's a ladder match. Well, uh, and he got what he deserved. He did. He did. But great, unbelievable match. Obviously, Guevara wins. He is now the Aye. undisputed. I'm kind of glad Guevara won because I feel like it was taken off him a bit too soon anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, agree there. Um, is this reign shorter than Cody's other reign? Of the TNT title, many had a he had the longest and shortest. Mm. He's well, he's still got the shortest, don't we? He definitely has the shortest. Um, aye, that pay per view fucking quality match aye. to open your dynamite. You literally had a pay per view quality match to open dynamite. They too. spoil us too much, eh? Fuck, um, <laughs> fuck this pro way. There is a beach <laughs> in Cleveland. Uh. <laughs> 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 Because it's beach break. Yep. So we cut the Tony Schiavone, Ricky Starks, and Pyrohouse Hobbs on the shittiest fucking wee beach you've ever seen. I'm pretty sure it was covered in snow as well. It was snowing. Tony Schiavone's fucking shivering. (laughs) Big Hobbs there in his big fur coat and just the dungarees underneath with nothing else. I don't even remember what they said. They were just just telling Dante Martin he's a dead man and Ricky Starks told Jay Lethal he's going to sort him out next Friday on Rampage. And it's Shivani's all... My hand's froze. (laughs) My hand's stuck to this microphone. So? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love Shivani. Shivani is is fucking incredible. Um... Since we're in Cleveland, we got the hometown boy here, Wardlow, coming out the and special occasions. So let's give him two jobbers. Uh, we get the usual. Oh fuck! He got a good reception. Oh, unbelievable reception. The moment they, he says from Cleveland, Ohio, just the, the crowd just went up a notch. Yeah, but amazing, hey, it's good. Um, so uh, the trios match. Um, Chris Jericho, uh, Santana Ortiz, beaten 2.0, and Daniel Garcia that we set up. So if you remember last week, we had uh, Santana Ortiz falling out with Jericho a bit in this match. They wouldn't tag him in. They would not tag him in. Um, and Santana Ortiz looked like two bad bastards in this match They as did, well. Then Jericho had to help mm. with his Judas effect on the outside and... And that got the pin. Mm. Do you reckon this is gonna end up being the old? Oh, they're ungrateful shites, and mm. Santana Ortiz are framed as the heels, but then they'll learn their lesson. From, I hope it doesn't. I, I hope I, it I don't doesn't. Want, I don't want that. Santana Ortiz are too good for that shit. 
I'm they 110 really behind Santana Ortiz. Oh, uh, and here, they're the faces. Jericho is the, the, the dick. It, he has held them back. It he, feels like he it. has had them doing his yeah. fucking dirty work because he starts fights with all these big groups. Aye, and then can't fucking let them go for their tag titles, which they've been trying to get sorted for yeah. quite a while now. Yep. They never get to focus on that shit because, nope. oh, Jericho's got a thing. Aye. So. I don't know what way it's going to go, but I just, to me, this has to benefit Santana and Ortiz. It has to. Because they're kind of yeah. like the last ones that are hanging on. Or not hanging on, but they're the last ones that he's hanging on to. Because we haven't seen Hager and Donkeys. Sammy's dealing with the TNT shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, go on, just leave Santana and Ortiz alone to do their shit as well. <laughs> just, I, I know he's getting ready to wind down and all the rest of it, but. I, just give him a bunch of singles matches he wants to do. This is obviously leading up to an Eddie fucking Jericho match. Maybe that's where Santana Ortiz will sort of like, I don't know, come to terms with it all being done. Don't know. I just, enough enough of the inner circle. Aye. Put it Eddie, away. if it does come to Eddie and Jericho, Eddie has to beat Jericho. 100%. Mm. Is there, you're going to end up being like, you know, DX, where they keep bringing it back, but uh. it's... It's a wee bit worse every time it, it comes cringier back. Cringier and cringier every <laughs> and time. And you're like, "What are we doing here? <laughs> Fuck me!" All oh, that last DX run. It's like fucking forty year old man making dick jokes, and the other guy is a born again Christian, so he's like, "Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't do any of the things I used to do anymore." Oh Jesus! Uh, um, Were they both bald at that stage as well? N- Unless they've done it again, which I wouldn't put it past them. I, I <laughs> okay, I, thought I mean, they're, their last proper run where they were doing oh, right, matches right. and stuff. Sorry. Not coming out and being like, oh, suck it. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hangman Adam Page is going to be facing Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Whatever that is. That's the thing... Uh, he beat Moxley yeah, for the yeah. title. Well, well, I think that's what Hangman says. Oh, right, oh, right. <laughs> the fuck's that? That's right. He's like, what's that? And then he's yeah, I'm going to go to hell. And then I'll come back. Bringing all of hell with... The, said cowboy stuff. He said cowboy stuff. How, how is Lance Archer getting a title shot? Because he just... He's Lance Archer and he just, just demanded... these rankings. Aye. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to get a title shot by walking in and just punching the champ in the face. Uh, and then we have a backstage promo with uh, Private Party, Matt Hardy, uh, Jurassic Express, and Christian. Jungle Boy tells Isaiah Cassidy his watches are fake, which shouldn't do that. That's That really yeah, upset him. Two watches? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so uh, we'll probably be getting our uh, title match. Well, they're they're number one ranked. Yeah. So uh, they, they arranged the title match for Rampage. So it, it it used to be the acclaimed, and then they lost to an old man, so they're not ranked number one anymore. Speaking of an old man, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know how Sting's still doing it, but I, I don't know. I Oh, dear. Poor acclaimed. I'm going to see M. Punk. Uh, who's, <laughs> who, he's, he's all dressed to, to go. He, he wants MJF now. I didn't know that Cleveland was where he first no-showed all them years ago. Oh no, neither did I. MGF brought that up, yeah. That yeah. was when when Punk. Well that's what when Punk away. first came out, he's all I feel like I owe you one Cleveland, so uh 
let's yeah. do this tonight. And I was all okay. And then obviously then MJF explained it. Yeah. And then MJF goes into a lot of um it's like uh, you, you you abandon everyone once you'll do it again. Well it actually says that you abandoned me, because obviously MJF was that one of those young fans. Yeah. I love how they're doing that. That is really clever that MJF was a punk fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good way to, to frame it. Yeah. Well he's he's young enough to be. I mean oh, I, there's no point I am I'm sure that's hundred percent true. Do not, is there not a picture of him getting a, oh, I, an autograph, autograph from punk? I wonder yeah. how like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, he's marking out or anything, but imagine being in MJF shoes that you were like that once that young fan and now here you are working with a guy that you yeah. look up to. You're how he's not sitting there with a big shit eating grin on him, I don't know. But fuck. He's MJF and he knows. He know he's he knows so fucking good. I love this whole thing he's doing as well about, you know, where he'll end up in a couple of years. He's he's making out that he's gonna go over to where the grass is greener and all. I can't see yeah. that ever happening. Eh, never say never. He never gets wrestling. We should know better at this point. I know, but <laughs> I can't I can't picture him reading a uh, reading a script. Yeah. It's just, but if they give you a, a big pile of money to read the, the script, true. you'll probably read the script. Yeah. Like, I'll read the script for a couple of years and be a millionaire. Oh, that's what the good brothers always say, set for life. Yeah, and, and it's <laughs> a valid, valid fucking did. point. Like, they all, like, I bought, bought a house all sorted. <laughs> now I can do whatever the fuck I want. We're out of here. <laughs> let's do that fucking... Talking shopping mania. Talking shopping mania and just... I still haven't watched the second one. Oh, the Terrifier. <laughs> um, but yeah, good promo between the two. And then obviously, yeah, Punk's like, well, I'm not leaving until I get a fight. MJF calls out the, the cronies. They come down, they give Punk an absolute beating. And Wardlow's very... Yeah, he's reluctant. He's very reluctant. He's like, no, nah, I'm doesn't, not He doesn't want to do the power bombs. But they give him the powerbomb onto the chair after Spears had been beating the shit out of him with the chair and everything. I'm yeah. actually surprised no one came out, but then they're making this big deal between Punk and MJF. So yeah. The ma- match is set for next week. The the, the the bit right at the end of where Punk or MJF sat on Punk doing the, you know, across the oh, legs yeah, and yeah. all. That was pretty cool. Um, they are claimed as being suckers for punishment, challenging John Moxley with Anthony Bowens. Yeah, but you don't mind it being Moxley and not, you know, losing to an old man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, 100%. 100%. Uh, then we have uh, Julia Hart's backstage with Shivani. She's going to challenge for the TBS title. Tells Griff Garrison to shut up. I agree. Yep. Shut Quiet, up, Griff. <laughs> I've got an eye patch. <laughs> like Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Um, then we got Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet, which was grand yeah crowd was very very quiet for that they were i and i don't don't know why uh, because i really like layla hirsch yeah yeah she's we just suplex machine she is uh she she's something very different like real real fucking compact and just a powerhouse Mm. um and can throw you around yep very legitimately as Mm. the name says uh so she beats red velvet does this change the rankings i'm not too sure but i know layla was two red velvet was one, one so i would assume I yes assume that so. should um hers versus baker at some point maybe 
Well, I know after the match, obviously, she kept the beat down on Velvet and yeah, Statlander came down. And... Double heels. Mm. Uh, there's definitely a thing with Statlander there, though. Mm. Um, but, like, if they're all doing this, what does Baker do in the meantime? Like, she needs a challenger. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a whole cue card uh, part with Sammy. Oh, yeah. that, for, that shit doesn't work for me as a face. No, I it, know. It's kind of new. It's like, it was better when he was like just insulting people yeah, and, yeah. and being all a wee creep. Hit me up. Hit me up and all. It's like when you're a face, it's like, go on away. <laughs> this doesn't work. Um, And then we have Britt Baker <laughs> with all of her fucking awards. Yep. From what was it, Pro Wrestling Illustrated? Burying uh, Cleveland. Do I? Because <laughs> they had literally just lost to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes. Had they? Yeah. And now That's was, why they were so pissed at her. I was going to understand in, in foot, American football, they are big rivals. Yes. Anyway, and they, they had just lost. Yeah, right, they had lost badly. To <laughs> As she says, their quarterback got sacked nine <laughs> times in all this year. <laughs> So I, uh, um, yeah. there was one point the crowd got so pissed at her. I think they were doing like one of their American football chants, <laughs> and she just kept. She was like, no, because normally the heel would stop and let them do something. She was all, nah, I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> Fuck you. Constant professional. Hey? Uh, um, yeah, there was not much to this promo other than to make the crowd very, very angry. Yep, and say how great <laughs> she is for her awards. <laughs> I didn't know all the American football stuff, so it's oh, like, uh, that puts that in a different context. Oh, that, that, I think if the barrier hadn't been there, some of them boys <laughs> would have been trying to tear Jesus, up people it. get so upset over sports. I know. <laughs> God. Um, I think it's, it's the whole big rivalry thing between them as well, so she just, that couldn't have went any better for her with her team absolutely decimating Cleveland and all, so... <laughs> Perfect. Huh? She's probably licking her lips waiting for that promo, <laughs> so she was. Now had Nyla Rose saying she wants to fight Ruby Soho. Yep. Cool. Just, just came <laughs> out. Just, I'm fighting Ruby. Not much else to do that. Nope. That's the thing about Nyla. She just sort of comes out and does, I want this. I fight you. I'm, I'm that, bye. And then Tony Khan's all, okay. <laughs> oh shit, okay. Main event. What have we been waiting for? Unsanctioned match. So this is this is a blow off. This is yep. the blow off to the best friends and elite. Or Adam Before Cole, this Norwich match Cast. started, I honestly wasn't sure how this was going to go because I know obviously they've been building Adam Cole. Like, I considered this way. It was an unsanctioned match. That's, Won't count to the rankings. That's what I was saying. And, but then I was still thinking, even at that though. Is this, you is, you is, never know. Is the unsanctioned thing to make us think it's that like, Cassidy I, has the chance? Are we gonna just think that and and still gonna go? Right? Cassidy does win though, um, and that is the end of the feud. Um, but the thing, I, there's some the, uh, there's some great stuff in this match. It's an unsanctioned match, weapons everywhere. But there's only one thing worth talking about. Well, before before, I, before we bring that up, sure, the, the spot at the end. Oh yeah, off the through the the stage. Did Adam Cole land on his head? Uh, it looked really fucking. Oh Jesus! When they showed it back, and I'm uh, he's obviously grand, but it just holy fuck. 
Cassidy, you can you can even see when it happened. Cassidy sort of straight sort of rolls over and sort of goes. You can see him sort of. Here we are in question. Although this uh, is uh, fucking brilliant. Uh, uh, watch it. It's. He just stares. Just hugs him. Just hugs him. He's like, Looks we're, down. We're going. <laughs> He's got a hell of a hug on him there because you just, just Adam Cole can't get out of it. But watch watch Adam Cole's head. This looks so fucking... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's enough padding. padding and shit underneath what they fell through. Mm. Um, to Good finish. You know. Uh, uh, and even that's well done though because remember last time Jericho did it? And you could see all the fucking padding. Yeah, yeah. They've obviously learned their lesson from that, and that all just looks solid wood now. You yeah. can't see any you of it. See the, the wood. Uh, there, there's no no Aye. obvious foam or anything. Um, I think about the problem with the Jericho one was they went over the plywood with you know like a that steel Aye, that type of tread stuff, and which made it look faker. Whereas he, they just put black on it, which is which Aye. is grand. Um, the, the plywood is you can see it but mm. you don't really call into question yeah, so Orange Cassidy takes the win however however it finally happened the moment we've been waiting for that we did not expect what, I know it was like no, didn't know crowd didn't know anything Adam Cole pulls a chair out from under the ring gets more than he expected for because there's a fucking Dan Housen <laughs> attached to the chair I love the way the crowd is like you can see the people in the front rows going nuts first, and everyone else is very confused. And then he stands up, and everyone's like, "Oh, Jesus, Dan Housen!" I lost my shit to the point where my missus thought something was wrong. She thought I'd hurt myself or something because <laughs> I was like, "Holy fuck!" I had to stop the video. I was like, "Oh, Jesus, <laughs> fucking Dan Housen, he's finally here!" Now, obviously, we have mentioned that Adam Cole lost. And I do believe it was because he was cursed. Did you not see Dan Housen as an interview? Oh, the wee 30 second thing? Yeah, he, he softened him up. He softened him up. He, he softened <laughs> Cole up. But what a way to introduce him into AEW. That's great. Uh, it's like just a completely unexpected, um, no sort of... You can hear Excalibur laughing yeah. when he says his name. JR is very, very fucking confused. <laughs> Shivani knows who he is, though. Aye. But, um, and then he just sort of does this curse motion and then walks away. <laughs> that's, that's that. Cassidy pulls this very confused face and the match then continues. <laughs> I hope he shows up more like that. Um, not sure if he's medically cleared after the, you know, the broken leg. Mm, Clearly mm. he's not on crutches anymore. Yep. He walked out. The coolest, well, I say the, the coolest thing on Twitter then was obviously Tony Khan put up, the, you know, the graphic, uh, Dan Housen is all elite. Uh-huh. And the first person that replied was MJF with dot, 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 shit. <laughs> I, the, there, there should be something good. Immediately uh, underneath Dan Housen, no swearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's going to have fun with that. Oh, my God. Moxley better watch himself. <laughs> so he is... Is he signed? 100%. Signed? He cool. is all elite. Danhausen is all elite. Um, and, yeah. Um, so happy for him. Yeah. He 
for the last year and a bit, that man has worked his ass off he just has. getting noticed. Like, he has. Two years ago, I had a no, not a clue. Yeah, he was um, an indie wrestler like any other indie wrestler. Mm. Um, wasn't getting noticed, and that's why he... There's, there's a Chris Van Vliet interview where he's... Very, very rare interview where he's out of character. Mm. Because he doesn't usually do that. And that's what he explains. He's like, I'm doing the wrestling. He's like, you yeah, really get noticed. I'm a, you know, under six foot white guy yep. doing fucking technical stuff. What a. So this was his idea of like, oh, possessed by a 3,000 year old demon. And now he's being fucking interviewed by Conan O'Brien and shit. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. got him over. But he's, obviously, he is very, very, uh, it, the character is, is, the charisma is just, runs off this man he's yeah. hilarious you know really well spoken confident on the microphone and then you watch him in the ring and he's pretty damn good in the ring as well yeah he's obviously as you say he's a bit smaller and stuff but his technical wrestling's he's, really fucking good he's gonna be very similar to orange cassidy mm-hmm. but the same sort of thing um yeah not to be taken seriously but they may, i don't know if underestimate him at your peril maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice very evil I, I can't wait till someone's in the ring with him and they swear during a match. Yeah. Because he loses his mind. <laughs> uh, he's also, a, like, very fucking, the term they use, toyetic. <laughs> he's, he'll be a fucking merch machine. Oh, big time. Big time. He, 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 well, he's, what's it, the top five t-shirts and pro wrestling tees this year outside of AEW. A, AEW we're all him. Yeah, he made the t- he was the top five uh, list. Uh, so yeah, he he moves a lot of merch and, uh, well as uh, who was it? Somebody put up a, a tweet saying he's made his he's paid for his contract already because he put up a he put up a tweet or something. He said something that was hilarious and somebody just replied, "There you go, he's paid for his contract already." So I think it might have been that Sean. Fightful guy, Sean Ross. Sean Ross, a fightful. I yeah. think he was saying, you know, this man, you've you've made your a wise decision. Yeah, I always thought. I, I thought he's an O'Brainer. Um, and secretly, I out of all the talent that's floating around as free agents at the minute, your your Keith Lee's Johnny Gargano, he's the one I wanted the most. Mm. He well, he is the one that's been <laughs> talked was, about. He was the one I wanted because like Johnny Gargano's great, Keith Lee's. Fucking well, they. To be honest, they need Keith Lee. They really should get mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But like, Danhausen's so different. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, give me, give me. You this could have, as you were saying, you could have Danhausen not even wrestle. Yeah, and he would still be a draw to the show. Yeah, people want to see him just on mo- dark commentary. Let's do it. Uh, Taz, Excalibur, Danhausen. I want to see him try and corpse people. I, I, Brody King and PCO lost their fucking shit on a live show one day and he just stood there completely deadpan like what are you laughing at and that made them laugh more so it was like is his job going to be trying to break people who don't normally laugh I want to see him and Kenny Omega do some <gasps> holy fuck I didn't even think of that <laughs> I haven't seen Kenny in so long oh my god son of a bitch <laughs> son of a bitch don't swear it <laughs> So yeah, BT should be funny today. Yeah, if they get him, if they get him. But we'll have to move on to Rampage because yeah. yes, we're, we're all chuffed. Danhausen is here. If you don't know who Danhausen is, by the way, have you not been listening to us? I <laughs> know. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, 
There's not much to talk about on on Rampage. Well, the Bowens and... Uh, we had good matches, yeah. Uh, Bowens and John Moxley had a hell of a fucking violent match. Beat the absolute Christ out of each other. Bowens is just getting better and better every yeah. week. Hey? He is so fucking good. Five, See that big discus five, elbow player. he does? Yeah. He, pff, amazing. Makes that big noise. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very violent match. Um, obviously... Max wins, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we get the uh, the backstage part with uh, Danielson doing the. Well, to be fair, he was pointing himself at the TV yeah. sideways <laughs> on, not facing the ca- the camera we're watching yep, and yep. with the TV sort of behind. And then he just turns to the camera and smiles. Is he the first person to ever watch TV properly in wrestling? Could be because I remember the fun. The, remember the time the Bucks were watching it over their shoulder, <laughs> just taking the. <laughs> Brilliant. But uh, if Daniel, well, if when Danielson and Mox have this eventual match, it's gonna be out of this world. I think. Yeah, it will be. Uh, speak about violent matches. Mm. <laughs> Why Danielson has to take such like long periods of not wrestling between his matches because he just fucking uh, he goes at it for fucks them. Hey, he's that's a man that's turned me around. A lot Fuck. of people that I didn't like in WWF, I'm really warmed up to now and. AEW, like mm-hmm. I would never have liked Moxley before AEW, and I, I didn't like him as Dean Ambrose. Uh, I liked Moxley from the very first moment I saw him. But you were saying when he first went in the WWE, he was way better the, the, than the, the, I caught him. Obviously, early Shield stuff. I, I you never caught him post Shield where he was running around with wee red carts and I think so, hot dog stands. Uh, I only seen a handful of stuff at pay per views because uh, the brother would watch them the odd time, and I remember sort of thinking, "Who's this fucking?" And I did think he was a clown. Yeah. But then I didn't see any of the early Shield stuff. I mean, your brother gave me shit for wearing an Ambrose t-shirt. Yeah, I do. And uh, even and though then, he was then, an Ambrose and fan. And then I saw him wearing an Ambrose hoodie and I was very confused. <laughs> what, the f- <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he just like stirring shit. <laughs> shit. But, uh, aye. So, Danielson Mox will be a fucking incredible match. Aye. Uh, <laughs> Andrade Ali, the continuing his fucking <laughs> surreal... Absolutely surreal fucking trying to buy Darby. (gasps) Oh my God. Can you imagine if like Andrade couldn't tell the difference between Darby and Danhausen and he bought (laughs) Danhausen and then was trying to get rid of him and he couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I didn't even think of the possibilities. (laughs) Sorry, we what brought him up I, again. This is this is this is mental. This where is your boss? Doesn't <laughs> know where Sting is. Ah, it's the kid. Ah, the kid. The kid. Sting's dressing room. How come the dressing room is got Sting's name on it, but not Darby's? I'm telling you, man, this is leading to a whole big thing. Darby's gonna kill Sting. Yep. You can only hope. <laughs> not really. Though, in terms of... In terms of wrestling. wrestling. Oh, Sting, uh, when that... I, I'm convinced that's going to happen, and when it does, Sting's going to make him look really fucking good. Yeah, I hope so. I mm. make it all worth it. Um, we get Darby Branch in a bat. Yep. And get out of my office. He's like, I'm waiting to speak to your boss. <laughs> Can we get someone to explain to him in Spanish? Maybe, Maybe that's what he needs. Like, <laughs> or he, just, he, he clearly is not getting... No, but, no. Um, 
So we had Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood versus Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. The highlight of this, well, I say the highlight, the, the main part of this match, which I thought was actually pretty cool, was when Brock and Dax were in the ring together. And they actually mm -hmm. they actually done a lot of cool shit. Yeah. You can see Brock's getting a bit more confident in the ring. Yeah. Although the uh, the, the Dax-style shoulder tackles in the corner always look fantastic. It's very old-school arm when yeah. he gets you in the corner and just yeah. rams the shoulder in the... Well, those guys are, are very old school. Uh, Brock is just just trying to be as, as everything as close to as as possible. I, I do he? always feel that's a bit odd. Like, is a, like a clone? A second generation. Like, you always you obviously want to pay homage to your parents. Yeah, but you but don't bring something. Yeah, you already look enough like him. Yeah, and then you're wearing the same ring gear as him. Yeah, but then to be. Dude, like Tony Schiavone even points out during this match, like, he even locks up like his dad. Uh, I was like, fuck's sake, man. It's true. I, but the, the, Dax and, the Dax and Brock bit was pretty good. But obviously, FTR get... Although, Arn punches Tully for no reason. Arn Anderson's insane. He's a fucking horseman. He's a bastard. He's a madman. Wasn't Tully a horseman too, though? Yeah, what? they're both bastards. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. like, you can't really... It was, all, it was basically who punched who first then. <laughs> It was gonna happen, <laughs> but uh, ah, grand match. Obviously, FTR get the win. That's uh, again when FTR first arrived. I wasn't too sure. Massive FTR fan now. Oh, I love FTR. Um, Julia Hart versus Jade Cargill for the TBS title. Jade wins. This was obviously very quick. Jade style match. Yeah. With the title on the line, no less. Mm. Not mm. sure how I feel about that. Don't just squashing. Like your your TNT title is hundred percent that's your your worker title. We're mm. we're getting, you know, you're getting full on long ass matches with it, and like ones that are pay per view quality on TV. And then it's is Gia just going to be squashing people for this title? Well, run she's or? the one making the. She's sort of giving people the, the shot, doesn't she? So I'm thinking is the story they're going to do here, yeah. her sort of picking people she so knows. Like, like, but Miro did that. True. And put on good matches. Yeah, true. Fuck Miro, I miss Miro. Where the hell is he? Do you reckon she's intentionally picking people she knows she can beat and avoiding? Oh, I. Because. That's, one... that's not what Miro was doing. Miro's no, no, no. Like, Miro no, was... wasn't challenged me. So I'm just Miro wanted a fucking fight because he's Miro. <laughs> Um, but I think she's choosing people that she knows it's in story, you know, that she can beat. And then, because yeah. obviously the big thing was when she fought Ruby, that was her, her big match. Yeah. And she sort of needed a bit of shenanigans to win. Yeah. But, um, so she's going to avoid people that she knows will actually give her a, an actual fight. And then there will be someone who somehow gets a, a match and that's where the, the worry and all that there will start to kick in. I'm wondering who, who would it be? Who would you have take it off her? Because <clears throat> I reckon maybe Ruby and Brett will maybe do something for a while. Thunder Rosa is going to be dealing with your woman Martinez. Yeah. Uh, and Thund Thunder Rosa is going to be the one to take the title off, off Brett. Brit, uh, I reckon so. Um, would you have Deeb do it? You could have Deeb. Um, Somehow, Deeb's coming for someone, anyway. Uh, Deeb's killing people. Um, and there is Sheeta. Hmm. Datlander. Hirsch. Velvet? Hmm. Don't know. 
Because you have Bunny, Ford. You'd obviously, would you give it a face? Good guy. Yeah, I think I think you have Unless to. you somehow try and turn Jade face before her title. Could be easily done. Could mm. be very easily done. Well, she is. She, she, she does get a bit of a pop when she comes out. Like, do yeah. people seem to do take there? So if and you maybe it, it would be very easy to make uh, Mark Sterling uh, the bad guy in that situation. Mm. And mm. her True. It, it just fucking emptying him in uh, some way. And in that case, you could have maybe fucking Nyla or something. Yeah. Yeah. But fantasy booking when we've no idea. <laughs> then so, we had our main event. Yeah. AW Tag Team Championships on the line. I enjoyed this because it, it so, mixed it up a wee bit, which was cool. Yeah, so it's Private Party versus uh, Jurassic Express, the most important thing. The return of the fucking rope and the doorman. Yep. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the doorman's back and they got like, their music. It's like, fuck's sake, man. I already. miss Mark Quinn and his tails, though. I used to love uh, it when he wrestled in the tails. Because yeah. then when he done the shooting star press, it just looked so fucking cool. Mm. And we get to see one of those in this. Oh, uh, fuck his shooting star. Maybe that's what... I'm not trying to be funny. Maybe that's why Matt Seidel doesn't do them anymore. Because he's seen Mark Quinn and went, fuck. <laughs> Honestly, Matt Seidel's is better. You think? Yeah. Think Matt Seidel's is the best of ever. No one does a shooting star press better than his. I really like Mark Quinn's though. It's maybe, you know what? It's been a good while since I've seen a Matt Seidel one. The, w- the reason Matt Seidel's good is, well, I haven't seen him do one since he was a younger man, mm. a much younger man. He uh, attempted one. And his, yeah, slipped and fell. Mm. Um, it's just the arch in, the, in his back that he gets. Mm. And it's it's just this flawless fucking arc of him just back flipping up. And it's, it's a thing of beauty here. Um, Why has Cobb never tried one off the top rope? He just does one standing in the ring. Probably kill someone. Probably, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of weight coming down, actually. I actually, no, I wouldn't want to be the guy taking that. Yeah. But that's always the risk with big guys coming off the rope. You could end up with a fucking Sid Vicious situation. Yeah, yeah maybe just have him do his stand and shoot and start pressing, because that's just impressive as hell looking. Yeah. Um, but uh, great match. But the thing I really enjoyed about this was the... They normally have it the Jungle Boy gets the beaten and he tags in Luchasaurus mm. and then all that there. Whereas, you know, they had a bit of a shenanigans at the start and they wheel Luchasaurus in the knees with the chair. Yeah. So Luchasaurus is the weakened one now, even though he's still doing a wee bit of a... I love how they do this, so they still have him fighting on one knee and shit, but he can't get the tag. And then obviously Jungle Boy gets the tag in and he's the fucking house of fire, which yeah. was an amazing way to do yeah. it. change it up a bit. Mm. I've... Uh... Big Luchasaurus did the bumping and feeding. And he did it really, really well, because what? Oh. he sold something, and I remember going, holy fuck, he sold the shit. I can't even remember what it was, but I remember going, fucking hell, didn't expect him to be able to sell that as well as he did. What was it? Ah, fuck, I can't remember. But he flipped on everything when he did it, and I was like, fuck. Was it? No, because it was Jungle Boy that took the really early gin and juice. Yes, it was it? him that took that. I can't remember what it was, but I always forget that Luchasaurus is a genuine guy that does parkour. Mm. So we always forget he can do all that mad shit as well. Yeah, he's got those weird shoes. Ah, with the toes. Yeah, <laughs> is that what that's for? The parkour? I think it's for just for the agility type shit right, in okay. general. Ah, because he didn't do any of his like big running shit or anything. Because he was obviously I've got the bad wheel, so it was a cool way of doing it. Yeah, change it up, but yeah, um, 
That that's rampage then. Hmm. Obviously, so, we keep, they keep the titles and and then the ass boys attack them. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. All right. Hopefully, they'll be out next week with their new theme music <laughs> that Dan Housen got made for them. <laughs> that's leading to that though. Like they can now finally admit where this ass boys things came from now that he's in the company. Yeah, yeah. They have to give him his props and uh, and give him money for all that. All them t-shirts you saw. All those ass boys t-shirts. Um, she. But uh, see if I can find this. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, fuck. That's another week. No, very good week. Uh, very good wrestling. Um, great to see Dan who's in there. Can't wait to see what happens in the future. Definitely looking forward to the Mox and Danielson situation. Yeah. We didn't watch Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, we didn't. Who knows? Um, I hear it wasn't good. I, I, I'm sorry that I'm very picky about this, but they could have at least got the fucking name of the Impact Knockouts <coughs> title right. God damn it. I know yeah. she was there and she had her music, which was cool, and they gave her a big spot. But if you're going to have a visiting champion, and that's what she is, I know some people go, oh, she's just XWWE. No, she is technically a visiting champion. Mm-hmm. Get the fucking mm-hmm. name of her title right. It's yeah. a 20-year-old belt as well. It has yeah. a bit of fucking... Lineage about it, but uh, like I said, they, if they can't get their own shit right, you can't uh, expect them to get some other companies right. I know, but I don't know. Do you think anything will come of that, or think they're done with that? Mm, don't know. It's hard to say. I think it was. I would say like it's. It's not the first time that this has happened for the Rumble, so I think people oh, okay. are probably reading too much into this shit. Probably, um, and it does sort of make amends for the whole, you know. Ben bag, ben bag debacle. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, can't wait for this month. The games is very good for games releases. Mm-hmm. So, Elden Ring, we've got uh, Horizon coming out. So, well, actually, may I be able to actually speak about Elden Ring? I'm not getting Horizon straight away. So, mm. yeah. Looking forward to Elden Ring. Woo! And hopefully maybe soon we'll be doing a big podcast and we'll do beers and stuff. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done a big one. But we'll we'll not tell you and just, just do it. Yep. So. <laughs> but that's gonna do this for this week. It's our Goodbye. Last day, Mark. We were born with them. We did not choose her.